Welcome to the Jesus Show. Not that one. All right, now we're recording. <clears throat> All right, you ready? Yeah, got it. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today I have the one, the only, George Diliopoulos. Jorge Diliopoulos. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. How you doing this today? Great. Oh man, it's beautiful out here in Vegas. Beautiful. Right. So, beautiful. Uh, Jorge is Ali's dad, and Carla is Ali's mom. They both came to visit today. Uh, today's the first day. Exactly. Of how how many days are you guys staying? Uh, until Sunday. So Sunday. about four. Four or five. So, yeah, so about yeah. four days. Uh, so they're here for the first time. Well, Carla has seen this place before, but you're this, seeing this place for the first this time. This is my first time, and it's a beautiful place. Beautiful. So there you go, guys. Um, real quick, if you guys haven't noticed, I'm wearing the New England Revolution <laughs> home official jersey. If you guys can see. Yeah, yeah that's AJ's That's AJ's number. Yeah, it's so, my boy. Don't worry about it. It's Della Garza. It is. Yeah. Um, Thank you for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Jesse. This is great. First, uh, front of the show stuff I want to start off with. Remember, guys, subscribe, rate, follow. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate the podcast if you can. Uh, follow me on Instagram, The Jesus Show, NTO. Uh, YouTube, just type in The Jesus Show. Not that one or NTO, and it should come up. And then... Uh, the Facebook and TikTok, Allie puts everything up. Allie's the producer. She puts everything up in the uh, description of the show. So make sure you look for that, and then you can follow me on all the platforms. Now that that's out of the way, let's uh, get into it real quick. Jorge, what do you know about soccer? Hey, I know when I played, I actually learned the offsides. Okay. Like the hockey players. Offsides is like hockey. Yeah. So I applied it, and that's how I learned what offsides is in soccer. Oh, okay. And when I played, uh, I was wing, and then uh, the guys put me down for uh, goalie. So I was a goalie for a while, and I loved it. I uh, You loved liked everyone. playing goalie? I loved playing goalie. Really? It was like, man, it was just one great position, and you get up there, and uh, when the balls come at you, you know, you're in control. Yeah. And when, once you get it, everybody moves up. Let's get out of here. Um, then I either kicked it or uh, applied it to somebody who was near me. Okay. Get the play started. But I loved it. I loved the sport. Like I said, I didn't know nothing about soccer. Yeah. And once I started learning and I applied the hockey rules yeah. to <laughs> soccer, that's how I uh, started playing. Okay. <laughs> now, a little birdie told me, mostly the birdie is right here sitting next to me, you used to play baseball? Yes. I was uh, playing for a few years, uh, Tulsa Drillers, which at that time uh, went to the the farm team, went to the Texas Rangers. Oh wow! Okay, that was back then. Now I think they're, I think their team is going into the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers now. But that was way back. Oh wow! Then. Yeah. So they're still the Tulsa Drillers. <clears throat> yeah, they're still the Tulsa they're just, Drillers. They're the farm team for the Dodgers D now. Yeah, Double A. And then uh, you have the Oklahoma City 89ers, which okay. is also the AAA. I played AA. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that was fun uh, right out of high school. Hold on real quick. Sorry, guys. I'm going to move the camera just. There we go. There we go. You get hot hand frame. <clears throat> and right out of high school. And uh, 
went to college for a little bit, got the letter, and I took off for Oklahoma. Oh, wow. So got hurt. What, what position did you play? I was a catcher. Okay. And I got hurt. Now, real quick, I know all this information, but I want to ask you so that they know. Got it. Because they don't know. Got it. Because it's kind of weird sometimes. I feel kind of weird sometimes if I'm like, hey, so tell me about that. And you're like, motherfucker, I already know. <laughs> no. You know no, the but story, the, but these guys don't they know. don't know. Yeah. No, they don't know. Yeah. No, it's it was fun. It was really fun. I learned a lot. And uh, when I got hurt, um, came back home, stayed up for a little bit. And after that, I uh, was working as a security guard at one of the local hotels the time uh there was a police officer that was in charge of us and he asked me if i want to be become a police officer and that's when i became a police officer is that how you got into it that's how i got into it he offered me and i took it and so okay so were you guys was this in indiana or was this in colorado no this was in uh at first it was in indiana okay and then we were in colorado and i was working for a police department there in colorado and then when I came back, um, I got on with the uh, coroner's office. And I was working as a, a chief deputy for the coroner. Okay. And So wait, was that something that you were like in the department you thought, oh, this is what I want to do? Or just kind of you fell into it? I, You know what? I've always known it was there when I was on the police department. Yeah. And I know they do their investigations, and I like the way they you know, do it. Everything it was uh, forensic. Uh, investigations mm -hmm. I learned a lot and um, I stuck with it oh, wow. and I raised up in the ranks and I did a lot of cases and uh, I don't regret it I, I learned a lot with it so how how long were you a police officer before you became a coroner I was a police officer for approximately six years okay and that took me that took me to New York and Colorado and other other departments they yeah. sent you out and then um, after that when I came back uh, for family reasons um, I talked to the coroner at the time and I said hey um, I'd like to join your team yeah and he, he hired me right on the spot oh wow really yeah he hired me right on the spot and you know low man on totem pole i did the uh, midnight shift for a long time and i did a i did that for quite often yeah and my last my last years with the coroner's office i was their chief deputy well i remember so when ali and myself would go visit uh ali's parents there was a couple times where You'd go to bed at like 11. Very, I wouldn't say it happened often, but there was times where 2, 3 in the morning would come around and you'd get a call. I'd get called out. And you'd yes. have to leave. Yes, I'd get called out and I would stay out for approximately about six hours until the Yeah, when, so, so Georgia would get called, for example, maybe 2, 3 in the morning. And then when we were waking up, I mean, we would, we would hear you leave. getting up and leaving. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I think Allie told me a couple times, like, "Oh, that's my dad leaving on a case." But I, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of sleep. I'm, <laughs> I'm not paying attention <laughs> to anything. Yeah. And then, I don't know, eight nine a.m. would come around, and Jorge would be coming in the door. Hey, what's going on? I was what's like, for oh. "What's for breakfast?" Yeah. yeah. But then also, I'd be like, "Yo, what happened?" Oh, yeah. I called on a case. 
Yeah. Was that was that normal? Yeah, it was normal because I was in that position of, uh, say, management. Yeah. And they will call me out and kind of uh, supervise everything what's going on. And sometimes when the other investigators would get backlogged, I would take the case myself to help them out a little bit so we can get done not too fast, but yeah. in a reasonable. Um, and then we'll get back to the uh, morgue and finish up our investigation with the uh, police department that's investigating it. And then we'll set it up for an autopsy. So would you would you perform the autopsies? I assisted sometimes. I assisted okay. sometimes, and I would sit on, in on some of the autopsies because yeah. I want to figure out what exactly happened, uh, how many wounds, if it was gunshot wounds, uh, any stabbings. Um, I wanted to see what was the fatal shot. Uh, okay. So I would I would sit on some. So what you okay? So what you're saying is you were in the room with dead bodies. Correct. Multiple dead bodies. Did that okay? Did the was there ever? A smell. Yes. And if the body was there for a long time, yeah, uh, you will never forget it. Really? Yeah. And when we bring it back to the coroner's office, sometimes our ventilation won't be working too good. And sometimes the whole office would be Oof. smelling. You have the administration office smelling, and then you have other people coming in, and they would smell it, and then they... Walk out right away. Really, it was yeah. that bad. It was that bad. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So, what were were there any tricks to like? Hey, obviously you have to be in the office. It's not like you can just leave yeah. whenever you want. Were there any tricks to combat the smell of the dead yeah. body? You know, uh, some of the funeral directors had this spray. Okay. And to me, it smelled like uh, like a peppermint spray. Okay. And once you sprayed that. It, it, it kind of dissolved it. You know, all you can smell is that peppermint or mint smell. And it will take it away. And it was a little pleasant, but you can still smell the... Like dead uh, in the air. Dead in the air, the decomposition. Really? Yeah, you can smell that. Oh, man, and um, crazy. And then it will go away for a while. But, uh, yeah, they they had uh, they had it. Um, and we use it. They would bring They would bring cans to us. And we will use for them that, some, for that purpose. Yeah, and sometimes I would just go ahead and just put some in my bag. And <laughs> if I have to walk in somewhere, I would use that can and uh, make the investigation easier. So, question. I've heard, <clears throat> I think I've heard on TV shows, and obviously we know not all TV shows are accurate. Did you ever use Vicks? To try to mask the smell or get rid of the no. smell? Is that a thing? No. Uh, you know, that's TV. Okay. Vicks, okay. Vicks, as you know, if you put it underneath your nose, yeah. what it's going to do, it's going to open up your passages. And you're going to smell more of that smell. Oh. So it would wow. open up your passages so you can uh, breathe a little better. So when you breathe a little better, you'll smell that smell. Oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That and makes even sense. sometimes... You know, you see these other guys on TV, uh, they will smoke a cigar or maybe yeah. somebody will have a cigarette. But it, it takes the smell just a little bit away, yeah. but not that much. So growing up, my grandfather and my great-grandmother passed away. And I remember going to their funerals, and when we were in the church, it had, I mean, it didn't have a pungent smell. 
but it had a different smell from what normal church smelled like. That, that in the funeral home, you probably were smelling some of the equipment that they use, um, maybe embalming fluid Yeah, uh, has a smell. And you can tell. I mean, it's a, it's what they use. Yeah, and you can you can smell it. Sometimes when we took the bodies to the funeral home, you can smell the formaldehyde. Oh, really? Yeah, and well, it was crazy. a little bit of strong smell too. Yeah, a little bit. Can you can you talk about any cases? I can, but I I would rather not because sometimes you never know who's listening. And hey. You know, that sounds like uh, my dad's case or my son's case. Ah. Uh, sounds a little similar to it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't want to talk too much about it. But, you know, yeah. there were some things that um, I tried to forget, you know, especially children were uh, really bad. So. I remember one time, I remember one time you told, you told me, I think it was maybe the first year or two that I had first met you. I remember you told me about one of the your about one of the worst cases, because I asked I asked George I said hey what what's been your worst case and you you mentioned something about a a, a child, and you told me the story and just the story alone, I thought holy shit, I mean I'm only hearing it I didn't even see it and I was just yeah it, I was shocked yeah it hits you you don't you don't forget it for a while you know you you still think about it yeah you know it was there. Uh, you saw it, and uh, you know sometimes what's that saying? I wish my head would forget what my eyes seen. So uh, yeah. it's hard, but um, I was just to a point where I'm so glad that I helped the family. How what I can do for my investigation to help yeah. the family. Um, I never left the family alone when I had to talk to somebody two, three o'clock in the morning about their loved one being passed or killed. Yeah, I always stayed with them until some family member got there or neighbor. Never left them alone, and I try to turn it around where they start asking me questions. Um, you can't use the word perished or passed away. Yeah, uh, to the point where a lot of people know that it's final when the words dead or killed are mentioned yeah. because they're going to turn around and go, when, how. Where you know yeah. they're gonna start asking. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine that they they want to know how how and who and for what reason and yeah, where it happened. all that information. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. It, where it happened and uh, like I said, I I always was there for the family. I always helped them. Whatever questions they had, I was totally honest with them. Uh, what had happened, where it happened, who was at the scene, who was there. I was asking questions to. So they know who was there, yeah. maybe a family member or a friend. And then they started uh, asking me why he was there, why she was there. Yeah. And I will tell them that they either saw something or heard something. And, um, and then from there, the police department would investigate that person. And sometimes they know a lot. You know, it's not like everybody doesn't know anything. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that know something. You know, I'll, I'll say this, that. Meeting George and finding out what he did, um, I always thought it was, 
Like there was there was some nights, not that it would happen all the time, but there was some nights where you would come home later in the evening and you know, you're just like, Oh, I was on this case and one of the things that I that I remember hearing you say a lot was you know, I I, I, I didn't want to leave a family member. I didn't want to leave a family member. I, I, I didn't just wanna leave and let somebody else take over. Like one of the things that really stood out to me about you is that you are a very caring person. Thank you. And even when even when we uh, when me and Allie would visit and we go visit you at work, the few times that we did, you were, you know, hey, hold on, let me let me get this done first, and then we can visit, or then we can go get lunch, or whatever it was. And exactly. I always thought that was a great trait because I mean I don't know much about that world that that job and in my head sometimes i think it's easier for me to think oh people don't care but to see it firsthand how much you do and did care i was like oh wow okay it was i tell you it was a great career i've learned a lot uh we had corner conferences and we had a lot of uh people come out that were very professional we had uh dr henry lee who was the uh, in the state police of Connecticut? He was the blood ex- expert. You know, he did a lot of cases, especially uh, OJ cases or Ramsey case. We had Dr. Baden from New York, who was a well-known pathologist, come out and talk to us. Um, we had the two investigators from the OJ case come out and talk to us. Oh wow! Um, they they gave us a little pointers what they did in their investigation and how the coroner's office was investigating it. And you, you learn what what not to do. Yeah. You know, uh, so you learn a little bit about what's going on on other cases so you don't make that either mistake or screw something up yeah. somewhere along the line. So earlier uh, in the day, Jorge and I were hanging out by the pool. And some of the guys that live here, Derek and Chris, he just started – Telling us some stories, and he threw out some stories. Yeah. If you're ever around George, and you want to hear some of those stories, not only are they are they pretty crazy, but very 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 insightful. Very yeah. Very very real. insightful. Very real. And that's <laughs> and that's something that um, somebody told me one time that I should start another podcast called um, Off Mike. Just telling because so, there's I mean there's there's some stories that I. I don't like to tell on Mike, and I think it's for the same reason that you don't want to talk about any case, just for, yeah, just because somebody can come back, you know, like you said, hey, that's you know my uncle, my aunt, my dad, whatever, yeah. Uh, but if you ever have a chance to talk to George, and, and I can amazing, t- he can just go, he can go for days, <laughs> and I can, <laughs> he can tell go you, for days. I can tell you what I was talking about, and you just said you can't talk about certain cases, is because when I taught cases in school about to uh, high school students I was showing film slides and uh, cases about uh, you know during prom drunk cases okay uh, drunk driving so uh, one case popped up on the screen and uh, one of the students had called the teacher over and said I gotta get out of the classroom because that particular slide, which I did not know, was a family member. Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah. But nothing that they can see 
who it was. Yeah. But the 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 way I described the case, that particular student no knew shit. actually. They knew it was it who, was who was it, who it was. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Rough. and I went out and I talked to the student and I apologized and I asked for forgiveness because I did not know. Uh, yeah. And but I it's also it's nothing that you did on purpose. No, it's not like you knew. Oh, this this exactly this student's here. Let me talk about this particular case. Yeah. Yeah. And and the students before I come in and talk to them, they do sign a waiver. Yeah. On what they're going to see and what's going on, and, and the parents have to approve it before it, oh, okay, they either okay. decline the class or they come. Yeah. And I taught this class with another officer. Um, it was like uh, he was the dare officer. Okay. And so uh, we we got together and did it, and we also did a lot of uh, side work with the courts on first offenders. You know, oh, wow. Show that other side where they could either come to my office yeah, or they can stand in front of a judge and say, okay, you're you're done. You're going to go to prison. Damn. So, okay. Yeah. So, uh, but that's, I remember that when we were just talking about, you know, can't talk about too many cases. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, like I said, Jorge can't talk about it on <laughs> mic, but he will talk about it off mic. Yeah. Depending depending who you are and how much he likes you. And, so. and you can get a hold of Jesse. He knows how to get a hold of me. Yes. I can tell you some stories. And uh. You know, if, <laughs> if I can say uh, share a quick story. We went a couple years ago. We went to uh, Universal Studios Hollywood. Correct. Yeah. And you were on a layover, I yes. think. Uh, right? No. I, uh, yes, I was. I was. Uh, yeah. 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 You were on. A, I think you were staying out in... Um, Maybe Orange County. Oh, no. Uh, no, it had to be closer. Yeah, to us. closer. Anyways. Anyways. Jorge was on a layover. He had like 24, 32 hours, whatever it was. And we go, hey, why don't we go uh, to Universal Studios Hollywood? So he goes, sure. So we go and, you know, we get in there. We go to Harry Potter <laughs> land, the, you know, the Wizarding World. And I remember we went to uh, Walking the, Walking the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Yeah. Maze, the walkthrough maze at Universal Studios Hollywood. <laughs> and we get inside and George goes, you go, oh, this person died like this. Yeah. Oh, and I went, wait, hold on, what? <laughs> and George goes, yeah, well, you can tell by the blood splatter. <laughs> yeah. He goes. Where he was standing. Yes. Yeah. George goes, okay, do you see this? Because, you know, like they make it seem like. You know, there's dead bodies around blood on the on the uh, walls. And George goes, look at this particular angles dead and... body. Yeah. This person had to have gotten hit like this on the head because of the blood. And I went, whoa. Yeah. And he started. I think you analyze like three or four, four different cases. spots. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, this one like this because. And then he started telling me, if you look at the blood and it runs down this way or if it it's. It was insane that you just – he automatically looked at it and was like, oh, yeah, no, it, that person had to have – It clicks, yeah. It clicks it in. It was crazy. It clicks in, yeah. I thought it was one of the I coolest remember. things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember. That you ever said. <laughs> I mean, out of all the cool things you've ever said, was, that was – I was I like, whoa. I, I, yeah, I remember. And I tell you, I remember also that ride with uh, Harry Potter. Oh, you're yeah, flying that Harry through, Potter ride is – You're flying through there. That was awesome. Oh, that, it was That amazing. was the best. You got to go. If you never did go, you got to go. Yes. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to hit uh, stop and record again because our camera uh, is 
fucking stupid Where'd and will stop on us. So I'm going to go like this. And then again like that. And here we go again. Okay. So yeah. if you haven't figured out by now, Jorge was a uh, police officer, coroner, chief coroner, correct? Yeah, chief deputy coroner. Chief yeah. deputy coroner. And then you're a flight attendant now. Correct. How and did that happen? I was challenged by Alexandra. Okay. And her mom. And so I said, okay, I'll do it. And you know what? Best thing ever. So you guys know, so far you guys have figured out, uh, if you've listened to the podcast or watched it, Allie, my girlfriend, George's uh, daughter, we're both flight attendants. Allie's mom, Carla, is a flight attendant. And now Jorge, her dad, is a flight attendant. And we all work for the same company. Correct. And Which I think is pretty cool and, and insane. And I remember uh, when I was walking in the airport and you were coming in the airport going to your flight. Uh-huh. And you were with one of the girls that I was a roommate with. At oh, yes. My crash pad. Yes. And we stopped and I introduced, well, and you go, yeah, she was my crash pad. Yes, know? I remember that. And, she was like, uh, oh, my God, I yeah, love George. St- yeah, we stopped and uh, we talked a little bit before he we went on a trip. And I did have one trip from San Francisco to New York. Yes, with, uh, with Allie. Allie. Uh-huh. And the funny thing was, I can tell you right now, is... I was uh, working one of the aisles, and the other guy was working on the aisle. And so she would hand me the tray and say to, I forget his name, say, hey, let's call him John. Hey, John, can you take this to whatever seat? And then he'll come back, and then she'll give me a tray and say, Daddy, take this to this seat. Oh, because was Allie Allie the galley? galley. Oh, okay, 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 okay. the guy goes... Uh, do you have some kind of fetish that you're calling him dad? <laughs> and so, and so, Allie, I remember this. And so, Allie says, Allie says, um, no, he's my real dad. <laughs> and he goes, oh, and then we show him the IDs. Yeah. We have both uh, names. And that was the first time I've ever flown with her. I know Allie and Carla, um, they did a lot of trips together. Yeah, they did. Internationally. What? They went, they've been to Narita, uh, Melbourne. I want to say Sydney. Sydney. I don't think they ever went to London together, though. No, they did. I think I think they did. I want to say yes. They could have. Uh, but Ooh, they... one time I was supposed to go with Carla to London, and then I think her flight... I'm not going to give away where, <laughs> from where to where, but her flight in... Um, Diverted or... No, no, it, it, it canceled... Oh, so she ended okay. up not going on the on the trip. She wasn't able to go, so that's the only reason why I, di- I didn't I didn't go with her. Oh, that's right. She did mention something about because I was gonna I, we were gonna be in London together, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, this is gonna be great. I planned. Uh, you've been to London, right? Yes. Did you ever go to Dishoom? Um, the uh, Indian restaurant. Uh, I did, but I didn't eat. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I did go, and I didn't eat. Uh, a little too spicy for me. Really? Yeah, it was a little too spicy. And Manchester, I, Manchester, I went, and oh, I they have there. they have a nothing but Indian restaurants. Yeah, there. everybody goes, and I I went I went long, but you know with the spices, it just kind of tears me up a little bit. So their spices. So one of one of the first times, no, nah, not one of the first times. I'm lying. 
One of the times I went to Narita, Japan, I was with our friend Vlad. And Vlad goes, oh, there's this Thai place in the mall. It's really good. And I thought to myself, how, how good can food be at the mall? Because I think to myself, malls here, you know, it's like a food court, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But we go in there, and it's like legit restaurants. So we go to this Thai place, and, you know, he orders, I think, maybe Pad Thai. So we get some Pad Thai. He gets his thing, and I order mine. And the lady says, how hot do you want it? And I thought to myself, Thai food, that's not very hot. Like, in my eyes, Mexican food is hot. It's the hottest you can get, right? Yeah. So I said, I don't know. Give me hot. She goes, are you sure? And I go, yeah, I'm Mexican. I'm good. Whatever. <laughs> so in my head, I'm thinking, like, you don't know hot. I know hot. It comes out, and apparently the lady didn't give me the hottest. She gave me, like, one step down from it. So she took it upon herself to, hey, I think I know more than you do. Because she was she was, she was tied. <laughs> she was looking out for me. So we sit down. I'm eating. And the moment I put it to my mouth, I start sweating. And I, and I tell Vlad, <laughs> dude, this... This is really hot. And he goes, yeah, it's Thai food. Have you not had Thai food? I go, I thought I had, but I don't think I ever have. And I'm just in a pool of sweat. I have napkins, and I'm just dabbing myself. And they're coming out like spit wads. Yeah. The lady comes over. She's like, hey, is everything is everything okay? And I go, yeah, this is real spicy. And she goes, I just want to let you know, I gave you a step down. She actually gave me two steps down Whoa. from the spiciest. Oh, and I went, what? And she goes, I mean, you can try. She gave me a little, a little taste of the spiciest thing. I couldn't Too even much. talk. It was insane. She gave me a little bit of milk just to get rid of it. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, you know what that reminds oh. me of is, isn't there so a show similar to the chicken wings where the sauces, they put the sauces in front? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hot ones. Yeah. Hot, hot ones. ones. It's yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you. You uh, eat it, and uh, and then the reaction yeah. is just so funny. It's like some of these guys would just start cussing. And have you ever seen the one with Shaq? Yeah, yeah. That one's oh good. my god, that one. That, that guy good. was sweating <laughs> up a storm. He was cussing. He was drinking whatever he had in yeah. front of him. It was just funny. And and you know, uh, with everything else, when I was at the office, some of the investigators will pass our time with. Uh, comedy yeah we watch comedy and that's how i relax you know i would relax with comedy um and right now with uh you know flying i would sit back and you know be on a layover and i would uh, look at some uh, youtubes yeah and some of the funniest uh comedians would come you know come on and i will listen to them over and over and over who's some of your favorite comedians i'll tell you uh david attell Oh, I love Dave D- Dane Cook. Um, yeah. The um, Brian Regan. Um, okay. I've uh, heard some of his stuff. Not a lot, but he is he's he's pretty well, funny. Uh, or at least I, I think he's pretty funny. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, I heard the one that got me was when I heard it was he's talking about the airlines. Uh-huh. And he's talking about how um, a flight attendant would come up to somebody and trying to put a mattress in like a suitcase, yeah. and, you know trying to put a mattress into this little bend. Yeah. And the flight attendant will come over there and says, uh, can I help you, Captain Moron? You know? And uh, so, you know, and then I start listening to a little bit better uh, what's going on. 
And he just goes on and on. And it was just funny about how the gate agents would tell you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, just please stand by. We're going to be loading the or boarding the plane here in a little bit. And if you could just sit tight, we'll let you know. We'll call your room numbers. He says, by the time it reaches them, this is what they heard. Everybody, get up and squeeze your butts through that door because this is the last, last helicopter out from Vietnam. And so I, and that's what got me going. I got that's to listen hilarious. to this guy. That's and then, a good one. You know, when he starts talking about it, and there's a few, there's a few, there's a lot of comedians that are so good and they're just so funny when they tell stories. Uh, like, uh, oh my God, he's on the tip of my tongue, but they call him the machine. Oh yeah, Bert Kreischer. Yes, uh, I that love guy, Bert. That guy is just amazing, and uh, he is just awesome. Uh, how he tells that story about the Russian mom. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, uh, it, it was just funny. It's just have I, you have you listened to any of Tom Segura's stuff? Yes, and he's another guy. He's another Tom guy Segura. that tells stories. That okay, where's these guys coming from with these stories? And yeah, just they're so funny. They're hilarious. And you know, did it really happen? And I think it did. I think you it know. Did. I want to say when I hear a, a, a Tom Segura tell a story, I hear it, and for the most part, I feel like it's true. I know he's punching up to make it yeah. sound better, yeah. right? Yeah. But then when I hear a Burt Kreischer story, in my head I think, okay, none of that happened. Maybe 1% of that story, but he tells it so well. Uh, it, he adds to it. Oh, and, just and, the best. And I know it happens. I, I just heard something about maybe it's true uh, that uh movie with uh oh my god the actor where van wilder oh yeah yeah that was his story that was his story that was his story okay so it is true yeah so there you go i believe the stories that he tells so van wilder came from i don't know exactly what director um was talking to him some director was talking to him. Somebody from a studio was talking to him. They So they pulled stories from Burt Kreischer's real-life stories to make Van Wilder, right? Yes. He's currently making a movie, Burt Kreischer is, about his life. Life story. Called The Machine. <laughs> oh, God. And his dad is uh, uh, Mark, Mark Hamlin, the guy yeah. who uh, yeah. plays Luke Skywalker. Yeah. That's his dad in the movie. In the movie. So they're currently... Filming. filming the movie i think like in serbia or something oh wow yeah so he's out there i think he's gonna be there for the next two and a half months three months filming a, a the movie about him so i'm interested to see his his version yes of the story yeah oh i'm that, excited that, that's gonna be interesting yeah it's gonna be nice and you know in some of the comedy like uh big fan of saturday night live yeah uh from the old stuff. Ali Ali always tells me, she says, when she'll watch it now, you know, she'll be watching it on TV and she goes, you know, growing up, me and my dad would always sit down and watch Saturday Night, Night, Night Live. Yeah. So because you're not, Saturday. you know, you don't live here. Yeah. One of the things she likes to do to just kind of feel like you're around is to watch Saturday, uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And, and sometimes she'll text me, hey, did you see that yeah. skit? Or did you see that? Yeah. I said, yeah, it's funny. And some of these things that, these characters come up with it just makes you laugh and you talk about it the next day you know when you go to work or something did you see she that? had oh man she had one of the one of the uh comedians that were on there i can't remember her name 
when we get out of here, I'm sure I'll remember the name or I'll tell Allie <laughs> who it was. But she had somebody on her flight, and I remember she got so excited. She was like, I have to tell my dad that I had. I think she was she was uh, part of the cast in the 80s, I think. You know what? Uh, she said that she had uh, Jane Curtin. Yes, yeah. that's what it was, Jane right? Curtin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was an oldie and goodie, and she's just she's a fantastic lady, fantastic uh, hard worker, great comedian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's just that old stuff was uh, just funny. And, you know, Will Ferrell, I think, and you got Adam Sandler, they moved on. Those guys had some characters, man, that uh, they played classic on Classic characters. Very classic. Classic characters. And, you know, you stick with it, and you remember what they said, and some of these lines, you know, go on forever. Oh, know? yeah. Um, and you just watch it, and you know you're going to laugh at this punchline or something. You know, it's just it's just unbelievable. Real quick, I want to ask you, is there anything in particular that happens on the plane? Okay, so do you have a story you can tell from the plane that's kind of memorable? And is there something in particular that a customer does that annoys you? You know, for being in law enforcement for so long, I don't think I get too annoyed. Really? Yeah, I don't think it doesn't annoy me. Uh, you know, I kid about, I kid about it where, you know, you, you ask somebody, what would you like? And they say coffee. Yeah. And then you kind of take a step forward and then they can go, I get a oh, coffee, a black coffee with yeah, milk and sugar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You dumb fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then when you, when you, <laughs> when you walk away, can I have some sugar? And then, you know, what else do you need? You, yeah. That doesn't even bother me, but yeah. you know, why not, why not say it to me? Yeah. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, yeah. And I, I remember going international one, one trip. And, um, you know, it's a no-no where you drink and you don't talk to, take the sleeping pill. What is it? Yes. Ambient. You don't take that. You don't do that. Hey, guys, don't ever do that shit. Yeah. You'll go. Fun fact. You don't know anything. You won't know where you're at and you don't know what you're going to be doing. Uh-huh. Because this guy, first class passenger. Of course. Has to be. gets up and he's nude. And he's going to the bathroom. What? Bathroom, and he's just standing there. He didn't even close the door. <gasps> he's just in the nude. <laughs> so they they call me. They call me over. By the time I get back there, um, this guy is by his seat, underneath the first class seat, and so he's kind of crouched down in the in the, halfway in the aisle and halfway in the seat. What? Hold on. What? What plane are you on? Are you on a seven five or are you some, uh, on something bigger? No seven um, seven five. Okay, okay, okay. So so um, wait, is he in the front bathroom or the? He's in the the one in the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you got other passengers looking at him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they call me over there to you know assist the. But wait, now he's at his seat. He's at his seat, laying down on the floor. He soiled his clothes <gasps> because he went to the bathroom in his seat. Oh. And so, um, oh no! So they call me over, and you know he says I'm not going to get up. His wife is sleeping on the other seat by him, and uh, he's, so, hold on, he's yeah, traveling with his, his wife. wife. They're going on their anniversary. Oh wow! Okay. So I said, hey, and and where were you guys going? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, we're going to Ireland. Oh fucking a. okay. So um, I tried to talk to the guy. I said, hey, you got to get dressed. 
you got to get some clothes on. Where's your bag? I'll get you dressed. You yeah. Know, get something going. He says, ah, just leave me alone. I'll be all right. But, you know, what's going on with you? What, did you drink too much a little bit? Yeah. And he says, yeah, I took a sleeping pill. And I said, well, you can't do that. That's what you fucked up, sir. Yeah. So uh, we get him dressed. And, um, you know, he's got to sit down. I give him a clean uh, blanket or sheet so he yeah. can lay on his seat and sleep it off. Um, so his soiled clothes i decided to go ahead and put in his bag yeah and close the bag and put it in the overhead so we land he comes out of it yeah and he wants to apologize to me well the irish police didn't have it we're not waiting for you took him by the collar and put him (gasps) off the plane no shit after that we don't know what happened to him oh my yeah. Wait, was that the dogs? Oh, yeah, yeah the dogs so, arrived. Yeah. Hey, guys, if you hear anything scratching at the door, that's the dogs. Yeah, they want to come that's in. That's okay. <laughs> so, you know oh, what? Oh, that's crazy. This, this, uh, this thing, this flight attendant thing, is the most wonderful career. And yeah. if you guys want to, you got to go and apply with whatever airline you can. Whatever major airline is uh, is yeah. hiring at the time, And I'll tell into you, it. you would meet people from all over the world. I met some great people during my time, and I still meet friends. And we have such a great time on layovers. Um, you just get to know these people. You you get to go out for dinner with them. Yeah. As you know, you go out to dinner with them. You you, you pill around. Sometimes the, these friendships that you make are going to last forever. Oh, yeah. They're going to last forever. They're not going to cease. Uh, and that's one best part of the Cool. You know, real quick, one of, one of the stories that that I remember, I was flying with uh, with my classmate Thomas, and he was a bat galley. We're on a domestic trip, and you know, I'm I'm number four, so I'm in I'm in the aisle during boarding, right? So on the on the smaller planes, especially on the seven threes, the aisle, you know, on the, on the Airbuses, the aisle's a little wider. Yes, we have a little more room. Yeah, which I like. That's not a popular uh, <laughs> opinion, uh, but I prefer the Airbuses. So, you know, we're on the Boeing and people are coming in. and So I'm in the back and Thomas goes, hey, are you going to go out there and help? And I go, no, man, I'm going to stay back here and I'm eyeballing. You know, if I see a problem, I'll go out there and I'll help. I'll fix whatever. So I'm looking I'm looking. Everything's fine. I go up a couple times. Hey, where's your seat here? I got you. Blah, 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 blah. Towards the end of boarding. This guy comes on, and I've closed all the overheads, which is a sign of if the overhead is closed, don't fucking open it. No room. That means we've closed it nine times out of ten, and that means there's no room, right? Yep. I've closed everything. This guy comes on. He has this bag. He's like this. (laughs) And he looks at me in the back, and he's like, like he puts it on, you know, in the aisle on the floor, and he looks at me like, I'm looking at him and I think, the fuck do you want me to do? <laughs> so he gives me another like, hey. <laughs> so I go, okay. So I walk up to him and I say, hey, can I can I help you? He goes, there's no room for my bag. And I go, oh, well, I guess we're going to have to check it. And he goes, but but you can't check it. And I go, no, I, I assure you I could. I, I can. He goes, no, it, it can't. Like, you need to find a space. And I go. Oh, he's been opening almost every Everyone. bin to check. 
And he's closing it because there's no space. So he goes, there's no space. I go, yeah, no, no, I know. Um, I close most of these bins to denote that there is no space. So he goes, but you have to find a space. And I go, well, you just said out of your mouth, there is no space. I'm letting you know that there is no space. Confirming it. So I'm going to have to check it. So he goes, but you can't. And I go, sir, what, what would what would you like what would you like me to do? And he goes, find more bin space. And I go, oh yeah, because I can go to the back, and I can build another <laughs> bin, another bin out of nothing to put your bag. And he goes, really? And I go, hey man, that was a joke. Oh, I thought you would get that. Oh, you didn't get the joke. Oh, it's oh, cool. Oh. Don't worry about it. So I ended up having to check his bag. He was pissed. Listen, guys, we don't. Do this shit on purpose? It's not our fault that the bins get full. It's your fellow passengers who put a jacket, a backpack, a um, coat, whatever it is. They put stupid shit up there. And I'm not one to tell you, hey, you can't put that up there. I mean, if it's, if it's a jacket and it's really in the way, sometimes, it, hey, you know, can, can you, you just hold on to this? Yeah. But for the most part, I'm going to let you put whatever it is you want up there. I don't give a shit. It's not my, it's not my bin space. Yeah. But then when you get mad at me for it, yeah. come on, come on, don't do that. No, that's. No. Those are some of the that 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 was the one of many. No, one of few. Few. Because there's there's not many that I get upset about, but I do. There's some that I'm like. Oh. Yeah, and I yeah. like, and sometimes when you, when you get somebody that's seating in a uh, sitting in a particular seat. And there's a bag above them, and they need to find another spot. They'll come up to you and say, "Well, I paid for that uh-huh. spot for uh-huh. my bag." Yeah. So no, ma'am, that's for everyone. Yep. Your seat is paid for. Yes. Not that space. Not the not the overhead bin. Yeah. Remember that too, guys. Remember that. Yeah. Jorge, thank you very much for being on. It was a pleasure. I, I love really it, man. Thank it. you for having me. We're gonna have Jorge on. I'm gonna have Jorge on again, because uh, I mean. We're almost 47 minutes in, and it feels like we were just talking for 10 minutes. So, uh, like I said, thank you very much. Beautiful. I appreciate thank it. You. You're welcome. Guys, remember, uh, tell everybody you know, mom, dad, uncle, aunt. Don't tell the fucked up cousins. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, but tell everybody else to rate, subscribe to The Jesus Show, not that one. And we'll see you uh, next week. All right. See you, everybody. All right. That was good. Man, it's great.